Okay, so for our podcast, we will be taking a look at Japan's healthcare system. But to start off, I would first like to talk about Japan's population statistics. So Japan's population size is 126,476,461, which is a large number compared to the size of the country itself. The infant mortality rate is 1.6 infant deaths per 1,000 live births, and deaths under the age of 5 are 2.2 per 1,000 live births. In comparison to countries around the world, including our own, the people in Japan actually have the longest average life expectancy at birth, which is absolutely To go a little further in depth, most of the increase in longevity in Japan in the past 60 years happened during 1950 to 1965. Life expectancy at birth increased by 10 to 1 years in men and 11 to 9 years in women during this time. And these increases accounted for almost 40% of the total increase during 1950 to 2010. In 1950, the probability of death before the age of five years was greater than 80 per 1,000 live births, which was very high compared with the probabilities of death in other developed countries, but it fell to about 20 per 1,000 live births by 1965. So much of the increase in longevity during this early period is due to an enormous reduction in mortality rates in children younger than five years and young adults. To wrap it all up, Japan's population achieved longevity in a relatively short amount of time because of a fast reduction in mortality rates for communicable diseases from the 1950s to the early 1960s. The improvement in their overall population health continued after the mid-1960s through the implementation of primary and secondary preventive um, community public health measures for adult mortality from non-communicable diseases and their increased and they increased their use of advanced medical technologies through the universal insurance scheme, which is another topic we'll be covering next. So next we're going to be talking about access to health care in Japan. Japan has a statutory health insurance system, and that covers about 98.3% of the population. While the separate public social assistance program for people covers the remaining 1.7%. All residents of Japan are required by law to have the health insurance coverage. People without insurance from employers can participate in a national health insurance program, which is administered by local governments. Um, So for the elderly in Japan, medical expenses are obviously going to be about five times higher than any other age group. And because of this reason, they um, implemented the LTC insurance program, which is basically a long-term care insurance plan for the elderly. And that was established in 2000. The number of options in change the odds ratios among males aged 70 years or older, where a clear gradient of odds ratios was shown among females. In low-income groups, the associations were highlighted among females aged 65 to 69 and males aged 70 years and older. We also found differences in social support according to age group and gender, and females were actually shown to have more options than males. When it comes to immigrants in Japan, you have a more likely occasion to have a better time in healthcare when you do not need a Japanese language interpreter during a visit. When it comes to physician density, there's about 2.41 physicians to every 1,000 people in Japan, but this is still not enough physicians in Japan to satisfy the society's needs and wants. Now let's take a look at Japan's healthcare spending. Compared to us in the United States, Japan's healthcare is drastically low, so we asked the question of how. While Japan's government system allows everyone to have health insurance and access for less than half the cost of the U.S., the OECD estimates that the Japan spends about 6.8% of GPD on health care. To put this in perspective, Japan could increase this, percent, this, percent, this percentage by 10 and still be below the major OECD.
countries except for the United Kingdom and Italy. Japan also does not have to spend as much money by giving medical care based on drugs, alcohol, criminal activities, and AIDS as the U.S. This allows for their spending costs to be lower. This is all due to their health care structure. For example, in Japan, there is a fee schedule with primary care that physicians allow. This allows the physicians to pay for pharmaceutical drugs and laboratory tests. Japan's quality of care can be assessed by looking at life expectancy. They're at they're one of the top countries with the longest life expectancy, which means they must be doing something right in terms of care. Japan has a primary health, private care, but no gatekeepers, so there's no distinction between primary and specialty care. But that being said, according to an article about Japan's health care, 26% of hospitals were accredited by Japan Council for Quality Health Care. In order to maintain their quality of care, there are benchmark programs and surveys conducted to assess the quality of care being offered. All in all, it seems as though Japan has a good quality healthcare system. On another note, in case you're wondering, according to the to Health System Tracker, U.S. ranks last in measures of healthcare access and quality, whereas Japan ranks fourth. Japan also has a lower number of premature deaths than the U.S. Although there are some big differences in some of the statistics, both Japan and the U.S. have access to technology and equipment, but the U.S. spends far more of out-of-pocket costs for healthcare than Japan does. Finally, looking at the two healthcare systems, I believe Japan has a better health system because it allows for universal access and they were able to produce results since they have low mortality rate and high life expectancy. Now to conclude today's podcast, I'd like to touch on the major health issues Japan is facing. After the Great East Japan Earthquake rating as a 9.0 earthquake, the study was done. This study was about 18,648 residents who were studied based on their mental health. 42.6% of the respondents reported their mental health was neither moderate or either moderate or severe. Women took the lead, counting for over half the men. Over 50% of the people who suffered from range of illness were between the ages of 18 and 54. Within the study, we found those who suffer from mental health also struggled with economic and social networking aspects of their life.